I know Pastor Frieda has already read my my main uh, scripture for uh, today, but I'm going to read it again. And breakthrough. Yes, we need to have breakthroughs in our lives. And breakthrough means any significant or sudden advance, development, achievement, or increase as in scientific knowledge or diplomacy that removes a barrier to proceed. So the main scripture is, she already said it, but I'm going to go back to Malachi chapter number three. I'm going to start at verse number eight. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what, we, in what way have you robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out a, a pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. So, one thing, one thing you know, people don't like. People don't like it. You know, when you start when pastors start talking about money. Okay, we're not trying to get money from you. We're trying to get money to you. And see, only thing God asks is the ten percent. He only asks you to tie 10%, not the gross, but the net. I mean, I mean I'm sorry. Yes, the tie on the gross before they take out taxes, not after. Not after, after they take out taxes and your insurance and all that stuff, and that's what you bring home. No, you tied on your gross before they take out your taxes and everything. So all God is asking you is 10%. So you have the other 90 to live on. So if you want a financial breakthrough, this is one of the things you have to do. And you can, I mean, if you don't tithe, then you'll see that your money, your check, each week or every two weeks begins, it's like, it gets, it's like it gets smaller. And you're like, wow, I'm making the same amount of money, but it seems like as soon as I get it, it's gone. Before I even get to the bank, it's gone. So... By you tithing the 10%, you won't be cursed with a curse. So, therefore, God will expand what you bring home every week or every two weeks or once a month or however you, how you get paid. Some people get paid by commission, how many, the amount of sales they do or the amount of phone calls they make, you know. But I've seen God take my check. And I was going, one point I was getting paid every two weeks, I seen him just extend it out. And I'm like, I, I couldn't even tell you how he did it, but he did it. You know, and the first thing I did was this. When I got paid, I went to the ATM, I got my tithe out, told my wife, I said, listen, told Pastor Fred, I got it out. Go ahead and pay what you want to pay. But I, I want to make sure that God gets his first. I want to make sure that his money didn't get spent. Because I'll be cursed with a curse. And the first thing we need to do to have financial breakthrough is to start taking action to tra change our situation. Change your situation. 
Take act, taking action means you are taking control of your money instead of your money controlling you. You are no longer neglecting the rule of God gives you as a manager of his resources. So yes, I already read, read Malachi three ten, and that's one of the things you know uh, when you give an offering. And I heard Pastor say this. I I, I still hear him say. An offering is over and above your tithes. So when God asks you or he puts on your heart to sow a certain amount of money, that means he's, 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 he's putting you in a position to where you're going to receive more than what you have already sold. So if you sold $100, that means God is trying to get you 1000 So however God does it, that's how he does it. So uh, whenever it's on my heart, man, Pastor Frieda's heart to sow, that's what we do. That's what we do. We, we sow and, and we, just, we, we just watch God and see how, how, how he's going to do it, and he does it, you know. And one of the things I want to get to today is what God says about financial prophet, prophecy. And it is the desire... Of uh, thou openest thy hand and the desire of every living thing, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Submitting to God and to be at peace with him in the way prosperity will come to you. And we can go to Philippians chapter 4, verse number 19. And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So when you tithe, when you pay that, when you, when you tithe the 10%, and I heard pastors say this in the past, you have more money than month, which means it, what, 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 what that means is after you paid your tithes, you gave an offering, you paid your, your rent, you paid your, or your mortgage, you paid all your bills, and at the end of the month, you have money left over. So that doesn't mean, ooh, I got, I got money left over. That doesn't mean you go ahead and go shopping. No, you got money left over. It's, it's a blessing to have money left over after you paid all your bills. That's a really good blessing, you know. And that way, none, that way you're, 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 you're in a really good financial situation because, because you want people, you know, in the, in, the, in the body of Christ, we want financial blessings. And one of the, one of the one, I can give a couple of things. One is you tithe. You give an offering. Another one is you live within your means. Don't go out there, try and get a BMW on a Honda Civic budget. It's just not going to happen. And if you do get it, Guess what? You might have to work a second job just trying to keep that BMW. So live within your means. You know your budget. That's why we have to have a budget because you know once you have that budget, you know what you can do and what you can't do. So, well, no, I can't do this right now. And I can tell you if it's not in the budget, I'll wait or I'll set some money aside. Then I'll go get what I want to get. But even in ministries, there's we... we we have we, we do different things, we do different things, and also we have a a budget. What we what's we, you know 
okay, I'm going to set the budget at this. If we come under budget, that's a good thing because I, what's, what's left over, I can use it for something else. So that's why we have to have a budget. And this is part of a financial breakthrough because you've got to have a budget. You must live within your means. I've seen people that don't live in their means and they're working second job. They're working a second job, either the husband working a second job or the wife is working a second job because they're trying to live on this, this glamorous lifestyle. Okay, so if you and your husband together only make 65000 why are you trying to live like you make 150000 You want to make, oh, yeah, we got a BMW. We got a Lexus. Yeah, but mm -hmm. Have you heard that uh, expression, trying to keep up with the Joneses? Trying to keep with the Joneses, yeah, between a husband and wife, they probably working six jobs. So the, you, you, you don't know, the Joneses could be on that, on that borderline of like, you know, man, we, we, we might be on the verge of losing everything. We got we to gotta liquidate some stuff. And I've seen that. Uh, even when I was a kid, you know, uh, my mom worked at the hospital. My dad was an iron worker and had the neighbors cross the street. So I guess they thought we was a Joneses. Okay. We got a new dining room set. Guess what? They got a new dining room set. I'm like, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, what, 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 what's going on here? So then later on, uh, yes, we needed a family car. So we, my, my mom and dad went and bought a brand new, uh, it was a Mercury Marquis. So I think it was 1984. I'm surprised I still remember that. And it was a tan, it was a tan car with the, with the brown, uh, vinyl top, half was like half vinyl. So anyway, <laughs> so my parents, they went and bought a new car. Guess what? They went and bought a new car. I'm like, well, why are they trying to keep up with us? Because the lady across the street and my mom worked at the same hospital. And I think, the, her, I think her husband was in construction too, but I don't know what type of construction he was, but my dad was an iron worker. So with the iron worker, uh, depends on the, the contractor, you know, they paid, I saw some of my dad, I saw some of my dad check stuff. I'm like, it kind of shocked me. I'm like, wow, they get paid that much? It was a lot, it was, it was back then, that was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. So yeah, they thought we was the Joneses. You can't, I'm not, don't try and keep up with us. Because I'm not trying to keep up with you. Because everybody's budget is different. So don't try and go out there and say, okay, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready now. I don't, I, yeah, let me, let me go ahead and go and, um, I think I can, I, can, I can get that BMW now. Mm -mm. Now, if God didn't tell you to go get it, don't get it. If God said, listen, I told you to go down and get either the Civic or a Corolla. I did not tell you to go, I, didn't, I did not tell you to go and buy a $45,000 car. I told you to go and get a $18,000 car. So now, you're in a situation where, okay, your payments would have been Say about three fifty, three seventy five. So now you you don't sign the paperwork and put the money down. So now you're in a situation where you are paying almost six, seven, maybe six hundred and say six hundred and fifty dollars a month, three almost three hundred dollars more than if you just went and did what God told you to do. So how do we? How do you pray for financial blessings? Here are the four prayers that. Prayer for what prayer for wealth. Okay, one, 
your, your needs will be met according to Christ's glory. That's one. Two, if you seek the Lord, you lack no good thing. Three, wealth will be for the righteous children. And four, blessings will pour out for you. Psalms chapter 112, verse number three. Wealth and riches will be in, my, be in his house and his righteousness endureth forever. And I have one more verse for that. Um, uh, Matthew chapter six, verse number 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So you, we have to continue to seek the kingdom of God for financial blessings because we want directions on what to do and how to do it. And one thing is, one thing about uh, financial blessings is this. Don't pay a consolidating credit company to pay stuff off on your credit report. They say you pay us this amount of money a month and we'll pay your creditors. And I had a family member that did that. And what happened was they weren't paying the creditors. So, family member took it upon took it took it upon herself, and she pulled a credit report. So, what you do is you start off with the smallest thing. You work down, you work your way down to the biggest thing. You start off the smallest thing. Oh, I didn't know I had this fifty dollar thing on here. Let me call these people and get their information so I can pay them. You know, and um, that's one of the things about financial blessing because you don't want to have to pay the company, and all of the company is going to pay them as maybe maybe pay them 10, 20 bucks a month. No, no, no. You pay it yourself. You pay it yourself. And once you get it paid off, now this is what I, my family member told me. They said, okay, what you can do is once you pay it off, if you call one of the three creditors, Equifax, TransUnion, and what is the other one? Experian. She said, if you call, Equifax is the, the top one. So she said, if you call them, they can update your credit report in 24 hours, which I didn't know that. So I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty good. I like that. I like that because um, that's, that's really, really good that you, can, that you can do that, which I didn't know. So a lot of things, they'll, they won't tell you, they won't tell you that, um, that you can and cannot do, but I'm glad that family member told me that, and it's a really good thing. So financial blessings, we have to live within our means. We have to live with our means, and I can give you another situation saying live within our means. Okay, um, when we're, when me and my wife uh, was down south, we was a member at another church. She was um, in the, she was a prayer counselor and I was an audio. Okay, so the pastor of the church we knew very well and this other guy I knew very well because I worked with him. You know, uh, you know he's had this, car detailing please business so we go to different offer complexes and we clean cars and different things of that nature okay so the pastor of the church 
okay, he was trying to keep up with the pastor of the church. I'm like, and I'm, I'm watching him. I'm like, man, I'm like, dude, you can't, you, you, you can't do that. You can't do that. So what happened was the pastor and his wife moved from Miami-Dade County to Broward County. So he was like, okay, I want to move too. So he moved to, to, uh, to Broward County. Okay, so back then, uh, 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 also, when, the, when a pastor got a um, Cadillac Escalade, guess what? He went and got one. I'm like, this, 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 is, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm seeing. They, I'm like, I'm, I'm just scratching my head. I'm scratching my head. He's trying to keep up with the pastor of the church. So certain things that he wanted, the pastor already had or, you know, in the process of getting. So by you trying to keep up with somebody else, now I'm not going to say you're going to go broke, but you're going to end in, you're going to end up in some very serious financial situations to where you're going to have to start liquidating, um, start getting rid of some stuff and start paying stuff, paying stuff off or working a second job just to pay off these couple of things. You know, and that's, that's what he did. That's what it's like. It's like when a, when a pastor got a new car, he's like, hey, I got to go get one. For what? The one you have run, is running good. Why would you, why would you uh, go and get something because somebody else has it? You know, that's, that's what you call keeping up with the Joneses. But some Joneses, you know, some Joneses are struggling. And then you have the other Joneses where, hey, they married into money. So, yes, they can afford all that stuff. So I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. That's not, that's, not my, that's, not, that's not my idea. Okay, and lastly, lastly is this here. What God says about wealth. In Deuteronomy chapter number 18, Moses reminds us, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Don't put your hope in your wealth. And Deuteronomy chapter number 18, I mean, chapter number 8, verse number 18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. So, yes, you have a lot of people, they put all, they put all their hope in their wealth. And then you see it on TV. You see it on TV. Remember, they put all their money in the wealth because everybody got their hand in their pockets trying to get money. Remember MC Hammer? He made $33 million for three years and boom, broke. And you have people that, you have people that, that even in the body of Christ, you have people that do that. They put all their hope in, they put all their hope and their wealth. You don't want to do that. All my hope and trust is in God. I say, okay, God, you gave me this. So all I, I, what I need is some directions and some understandings on how to maintain it. That's what I need. I'm not going to go out there and just, just start spending. You know, the person that hit the, you know, uh, uh, it was a person that hit the lotto here in, in Jacksonville. I think it was a scratch off what I was reading on the news, on the news app. 
It was like $2 million. I'm like, hmm. See, a person that never had that amount of money before, they don't know what to do. It's like they spin. They spin. They don't think about the future. They spin. They spin. And then in a year, what's going on, man? I got to find a job, dude. I'm, all I got is like 10 grand left from that lotto money. How you get, I understand Uncle Sam gets, what, 33% or something like that. So out of 2 million, you probably get, what, 1.4, 1.5 or something like that. I don't know. I have to add it up. Somewhere around, let's just say 1.5. So say the government going to get 500,000. So you still got 1.5, but it's, it's a spend. They buy this, they buy that, go on into expensive vacations and spend thousands of dollars, but they don't think about the future. You know, say, no, hold on, wait a minute, I got this much money, I don't want this to last. So even with me, you know, they're like, would you take the whole lump sum? I'm like, I'm the kind of person like, uh, no. Give me, what, 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 what you gonna give me monthly? Oh, we're gonna give you 30,000 a month. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend the whole thirty in one month. You know, somebody, person like me, I won't. I won't spend the whole thirty. And I'd be looking to do other stuff. Like, I call my mom and dad. Hey, what y'all? What y'all need? What you need? I'm sending you a check. What you need? Oh, I, we need. Some. I'm sending you a check for ten grand. I got to cash it. I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it FedEx. It's coming to your cash. I'm gonna send it. Call my mother-in-law. What you need? What you need? Oh, I need it. I'm sending you a check too. Send you a check for 10 grand. I send you a cashier's check. Go ahead and take care of what you need to take care of. That's me. That's me. But before all that, before I do that, I'll be like, ask my wife, what you want? What you want? I won't such as, all right, let's go get it. Let's go get it. But you know, I would, but you know we will, if that was something, no, we, don't, we don't play the lotto, we don't play the scratch off, none of that, nothing like that. But, for me, if I'm getting thirty thousand dollars a month, yes, I'm going to tithe off of that thirty thousand a month. I'm going to give an offering off of that thirty thousand dollars a month because God has given me to God has given us the ability to obtain wealth and riches. So I don't want to seem selfish, but that's 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 what I'll do. That's what I because my wife knows she'll say. Well, you t how come you, you know you take care of everything else and everybody else, but you put yourself last? Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I do that in my house. I take care of everything else. I'm the last one on the list to get take care of. That's just me. But now I'm kind of changing things up a little bit. I'm like, um, okay, all right. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do something for myself. I need to do something for myself. So, I like. Uh, uh, there's times where when I say, okay, well, I'm like, listen, what you want? What you want to eat? Well, what you going to eat? Don't, don't worry about me. I'm a man. I can go in there. I can go in the kitchen and get me a sandwich and some potato chips and, a, and, a, and something to drink, and I'm good. That would be my dinner. What you want? Oh, I want so-and-so. Okay, good. I'll go get it. What you going to eat? Don't worry about it. I got it. That's just me. That's how I am. No, but financial blessings is is really is really important because um, God doesn't God doesn't want us to struggle at all in our finances. He wants us to be blessed so that we can be a blessing to other people, you know. And 
being financially blessed is, is, is really good. Having a financial breakthrough is really good. But on the other hand, you got to be careful. You got to be careful because you know there are certain people that I, that I just want you to continue to, to give. Give me what you know. And yeah, you know what? If I ask so-and-so, I know I can get like $100 out of them. I'm like, you know what? If I get 100 then I'm, I'm going to try. Let's see if I get a 200 And next thing, they, oh, yeah, you need 200 Oh, yeah, here you go. Next thing, oh, man. And they'll, they'll, they'll keep going. They'll keep going. They'll keep going. They're going, you know, oh, man, I'm in a, oh, man, I, 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 something came up, man. I, I need 500 oh you, oh, you need $500? Okay, here you go. Here's $500. There you go. There you go. But then at some point, at some point, you got to stop. You say, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait. Now, I don't give this person hundreds of dollars. So at some point, you got to cut them off. At some, per- at some point, you don't want to, but at some point, you have to cut that person off. You know, uh, you, you start thinking, okay, wait a minute. Um, yes, I gave it to them, but they never mentioned um, if they're going to pay some of it back. You know, don't borrow something. When you when you when you say I cannot borrow some money, that means you have the intention of paying back what you borrow. Just like uh, when you go and finance a car, it's a, okay. You put the money down. Your credit good. You get the vehicle. They don't told you what your payments are going to be and everything. So in other words, you borrowed money from the finance company or the bank for that vehicle. And you know what happens if you don't pay your monthly payments on time. It kind of messes your credit up. That, oh, you've been late four times on this car payment. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, but yeah. But you know what happens if you miss two car payments? Repo man coming. The repo man cometh for you. You can't hide from the repo man because if they can't find that vehicle, guess what? They send out an investigator to find out where you're hiding it. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I opened, they opened the garage. It wasn't there, so they must be having it. They must be hiding it someplace else. Okay, you get. We understand that. We understand that um, your job changed. You know, they cut back. Um, they had to let some people go. So your first, your first. First obligation is, okay, I'm still financing this vehicle. Let me call the finance company and let them know what's going on. If you call them, it'll work out in your favor. You say, God, listen, I'm, 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 I'm praying and I'm going to call the finance company. I'm just going to, I need favor until, you know, um, I, get, I need transportation because I need to look for a job. So I need favor when I call the finance company for my vehicle. And a lot of times they say, okay, good, no problem. What we'll do is what we'll do. Okay, if you sign, if you, if you can send us X amount of money, we'll reduce your payment. It's more like a, you just, it's like you're refinancing a car to bring the payments down to where it's affordable. So that's all it is. It may take you a little bit longer to pay the car, but you still have transportation. So that's all you have to do is just call them. Just call the people and it just work out in your favor. It will work out in your favor. And let me leave you with this. Uh, let's see here. Ooh. Okay. God's word is alive and active. And our divine weapon against the enemy and, and the evil is the world. 
The Bible tells us that Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. But financial setbacks can debt plague our world and affect those God loves. Prayers and promises for financial breakthrough in, in your guide for inspirational testimonies, scriptural, prom scriptural promises, intimate prayers, and powerful declarations. The, the resource provides needed strength and faith in the truth of God. Holy word of abundance in every area of your life. Yes, Jesus came so that we may have life and have life more abundantly. Yes, he wants us to live the abundant life. God doesn't want us to struggle in our finances. So that's why you, you tie the 10%. Also with the 10%, you have a budget. You have a budget. So, okay, this is okay. This is our budget. This is what our mortgage is. This is what the lights are. You got car payment. You got insurance. You got the amount of, you know, you kind of ask how much you spend on groceries per month. And then you have your entertainment. Um, you can have it to where, okay, I spend this much on, on gas. You know, it, you know we've we, we seen it. It keeps going. It keeps going up and down. So, which is which is, I don't know what's going on. At one point, it went down to 220-something for regular, and then it was shot back up. So I think, so that's why it's very important to have a budget. You got to have a budget so that you can maintain your finances. And that's one thing that God wants us to have because he doesn't want us to struggle. He wants us to have a good, he wants to have us a, a budget. He wants us to be blessed and he wants us to live the abundant life. He doesn't want us to live paycheck to paycheck. He doesn't want us to live paycheck to paycheck. I've been there before. We, me and Pastor Frida, we've been there before. Living from paycheck to paycheck. And it wasn't easy. It was not easy living from paycheck to paycheck. Because I had this like, oh, when overtime, when it was going to overtime, I said, here, boom, I take it. I'm going to tell him, oh, I'm going to give you 10 hours. I'll take the 10 hours. That's fine. That was fine. But he wants us to be blessed. He wants us to continue to um, be a blessing to other people. And also, he wants us to be financially and debt-free. You know, you know when you're debt-free, basically, and understand that you still have to pay the utilities on your house and everything, but you know when you're debt-free, when you paid your house off, you paid your car off, you got zero balance on your credit cards, you're like, oh, thank the Lord, thank the Lord. And another thing I see people do, okay, it's coming up to holiday season time and everything, so instead of them setting money aside to buy gifts, they want to charge it. They want to charge it, and then the bill comes in like, oh, Lord. I don't know. I charge. I don't know. I charge twenty one hundred dollars on a credit card. Okay. Um, basically, they're good to have because it, it it let the credit bureaus know that you're um, you got a credit card and you're purchasing whatever and you're paying it on time. Okay. Now, credit cards, to, in my opinion, are for emergencies only. 
That's that's my opinion. Uh, they're for emergencies only, or if you're traveling, um, you're on vacation and you want to put the uh, hotel or whatever on the credit card, that's fine. But uh, it's like once once you get the bill in, it's like okay. If you if you got the money, go ahead and pay it off. What you already charged, pay that off. Because now, if you don't pay it off, guess what? You got to pay the interest on that. So whatever the interest on the credit card is, they're going to attach it to what you owe. So uh, I work with a guy. Okay, and he got a credit card. I think it was like a eleven or twelve thousand dollar credit limit. I said, oh, "Wow, I'm like, man, that's good." But guess what he did? He maxed that. He maxed it out. He maxed it. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's maxed out. I'm like. What? I'm like, you just got to, yeah, I, I had to get, I understand you had to get your car fixed. That's, I understand that part. I understand that part. You had to get your, your transmission fixed. I understand that part. But he, the whole 11, the whole 11 or $12,000, he maxed out. So then he told me one credit card, he was paying like $400 a month on one card. I said, man, you're paying two car payments. You're paying a credit card for something a month, and you got a car payment. So you're paying two car payments every month. So when he gets his paycheck, and he pay all his, his, his bills, it's like he got nickels and dimes in his, in his, in his pocket. You know, I remember uh, I was working the, the second shift, and he was leaving. He was leaving. And whew, he got, he didn't even get to the stop sign. And he ran, I'm like, what happened? I ran out of gas. I ran again. So he had to go talk to the supervisor. The supervisor said, okay, you take five gallons, but make sure when you come in tomorrow, you fill that five, you got you, you to gotta give that five gallons back. So even the road rangers on, on, on 95, like, you know what, we can't give you no more gas. We can't give you no more. I, I'm, 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 I'm listening to him. I'm like, Lord have mercy. Is, is, this, is this absolutely real? This can't be real. This can't be real. You know, then another guy, he was, even though his father gave him a house, uh, free and clear, um, he, was, he was still paying child support. But the vehicle he was, the vehicle he had, he was making 500 some month payments on it. I looked at the vehicle, I said, there is no way that, why would I pay $500 a month for a 280, and the vehicle looked like $280 a month. And I see this stuff day in. And I, when I was working in Parks and Rec, I seen this stuff. I went, all these guys I work with, I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Why would y'all get yourselves in that type of financial situation? It's just crazy. It's just, and it, they couldn't see what I see. Well, they, they couldn't see what I'm seeing. And one guy, you know, they couldn't see what, oh, I need to work a second job. I'm like, wow, man. I got a lot of bills, man. I got... I don't. So, to have financial breakthrough, you gotta ma you gotta manage your finances. You have to live within your means. So, in other words, you know, uh, and I said it earlier, I said it earlier, don't go down to the dealership. Don't go down to BMW dealership trying to get a BMW. And God, God has already told you. He has already set it up for you. Say, so listen. 
I need you to go down to such and such dealership. Go to the Toyota dealership. Go to this one here. I said, okay. Ask for a guy, ask for a guy named Mel. And you're like, what? It, it doesn't make sense. But yeah, may I speak to Mel? Oh yeah, there he is over there. Oh, there's a Mel here. Because God has already set it up. He already put things in motion for you. So all you have to do is act on your part. He already did his part. So now you got to go ahead and do your part and sit there and negotiate. Well, you know, uh, and this is where they get you. Uh, when they pull you in the finance office. Okay, okay, well, okay, well, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? You know, this this one here, this um, this plan here covers this, this, and this, and this one got tire protection and this, this. this. <laughs> so, so that three seventy five can end up to almost five hundred if you're not careful. If you're not careful, that's what it, that's where they get you. That's where they get you when they get you in the finance room. They tell me, do you want this? Do you want the premium package? I say, I don't want no premium package. I could take my car over there and have them detail it for sixty five dollars. Why I want to pay you five hundred to do that? I heard the pastor say that. I'm like, really? He said, that's a premium package. All they're going to do is detail. You can wash and wax your car and charge you, that's charge you $500 when you can take it down the street and get it done for 50, 60 bucks. The same, the same exact thing. So that's part of uh, financial breakthrough is, again, we have to live with our means, within our means, if we want to have a financial breakthrough. If we want that breakthrough in finances, that's what we have to do, no matter what. It may be hard sometimes. Uh, oh, I can't go shopping this week. Okay, fine, fine. And a lot of times when I go in places, you can laugh at me all you want to, but I said, where's the clearance rack? That's the first thing I hit. I hit the clearance rack. So what's on the clearance rack? Ooh, I like this. Oh, I didn't know it was over here. Ooh, yeah. What else? What else? What else? <laughs> Where's the other clearance rack? I be look. That's what I look for. I look for the clearance rack and say, okay, well, well there's nothing here. You know, I get an email from time to time from the, the the place I bought shoes from. Sometimes they have buy one at full price and you get the second one half off. So I'm like, ooh, Lord, hey, listen, I can give me two pairs of shoes for less than hundred dollars. Let's go. That's how I shop. Well, oh, you're being cheap. I say, no, I'm being a wise steward of my money because I'm always, I'm always looking for sales. I'm always, and even when I go in the grocery store, I say, okay, what they got? Buy one, get one free. Where's that? Where's that? And I know they got it in here. I know it. I, I know I'm going to Publix. They do the same. I'm like, you walk in, you see it. You see it right there. You say, oh, man, oh, yeah, this, this, and then sometimes you go down the aisle. You're like, oh, I didn't know they was on this on sale, too. Bam, bam, bam. You may not need it then, but you're eventually you're going to need it. No. And eventually you're going to need it. So, uh, part, you know, that's, that's financial breakthrough, too, as well. You know, if you want to use coupons, use coupons. And I remember when I was a kid, and um, was it, remember Echo Drugs? I think it was Echo Drugs. Uh, when we was living down south. So you used to get the paper, and they used to have, like, uh, toilet paper and soap on sale. So this one, <laughs> this one mom did. This one mom did. It's very smart lady. She's smart. She said, okay, here. Here, here, here. Okay, here. Y'all go get some. 
act like you don't know me. <laughs> when you got when you got five kids, like act like you don't know me. She gave us some money, whatever it cost, like five, like five, six dollars for everything. I think I forgot how many rolls you can get. Four or five, I forgot what it was. And we just come home with all this toilet paper and soap. So that's that's they don't do that anymore. Echo drugs is no no longer in business. But that's what that's what she did. That's what she did. And I'm I go in there like, oh, this don't you need a note. Nah. Next thing you know, three weeks later, oh yeah, I need this now. I'm glad I bought it. So that's that's financial breakthrough. We always um, want to make sure that we do the right thing with our finances. We don't want to mess things up. And I see it on, I see it on the news all the time. I see it on the, how these actors and and uh, recording artists how they mess up their money. And then some of them they got they got messed over by the manager. So when you get in that part, when you get in that entertainment world like that, it's like you really got to make sure that you manage your, your, your finances. So if you have an accountant, so uh, you know me, I keep track. Because some accountants, they know how to take money from you without you knowing it. So I sit down every month, I say, okay, what you got? So well, uh, we paid this, this, and this. Okay, all right, good, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, okay, good, okay, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is your total for the end of the month. If, if his doesn't match mine, I know something going on. I know something going on. Okay, hmm. Okay, there's a there's a problem. He said, "What? We're fifteen hundred dollars off. Where's other, where's the other fifteen hundred dollars? Well, I mean, I don't have no invoices for that. Where is it?" And I had a friend of mine told me he took accounting class and said, "Oh, they teach you how to take money without you knowing it. You know, you you take fifty here, you take a hundred dollars there. They won't know it. They won't know it. You can make it look like it's there, but in in reality, it's not there because you already got it in your pocket. So." 